Welcome to the Uncle Eric Presents Crime Fiction Podcast, featuring classic radio shows, crime, murder mysteries, and suspense shows. We're so glad you tuned in for this current classic episode. But first, a few show comments and episode notes from Uncle Eric. Welcome back, folks, to another exciting episode from the Uncle Eric Presents Classic Radio Series. I am so glad you tuned in again, and hope you are enjoying listening to these exciting episodes. Today, we make another visit with Detective Boston Blackie. Today's episode is titled, Sam Bellas is Dead. In this episode, Boston Blackie needs to see a man who won't answer the door. Blackie tells Faraday he killed the man in order to locate the man. When the man suddenly turns up dead, Blackie has to clear himself. Boston Blackie is brought to you by our friends at BoomerFlix.com. At BoomerFlix, you can watch thousands of the old classic television shows, classic movies, and classic cartoons you grew up with. If you're a fan of the oldie TV shows and movies, then give a visit to BoomerFlix.com and enjoy the oldies again. Also, don't forget to visit Uncle Eric's website, UncleEric.com, to see and hear all the radio show categories and episodes. Would love to see you there. Make sure to subscribe to my podcast too. Scroll up or down to find other exciting episodes to listen to. If you can, you can help Uncle Eric keep this podcast up and running, by becoming a Patreon supporter at the support link below. Thanks a million. Now, enjoy this great episode with that popular detective, Boston Blackie titled, Sam Bellows is Dead. And a bullseye of a hundred. One hundred and fifty points. Let's see you do better than that with three dots, Monahan. Go ahead, go ahead, toss them. Fifty. Thirty. On the line, almost a bullseye, but it's only seventy-five. What seventy-five, Inspector Faraday? Twice your IQ. Who said you could commit a police headquarters, Blackie? Get out of here. Faraday, you tried to escort me in here yourself a dozen times. What about it? Get out of here now, I'm warning you. One of these dots will go wild. How many points does it count if I catch it between the teeth? What do you want, Blakey? You. Which shows how easy I am to satisfy. Okay. Monahan, get lost. We'll go on with our game a little later. I'd better be alone with this guy. Talk to the guy, that Monahan. What do you want, Blakey? Come on, I'm busy. I've come down here to make you a very happy person, Inspector. Well, leave now and you got what you came for. Now get away from that target. <clears throat> 30? On the line, Faraday. It's only 10. Ever hear of a guy named Bellows? No. <clears throat> ah, 50. Lucky shot. Sam Bellows, a cripple. I never heard of him. Is that all you came down here for? <clears throat> 75. Ah, that's better. That's awful. I suppose you can do better. Than you? The answer is yes, no matter what you might be referring to. Give me the dot. A three is all you get. Then you get moving, you hear? I think you'd better go down and see the Sam Bellows, Inspector. Oh, you do. And uh, that's nice of you. Why? Because he's dead. Bullseye, that's a hundred. So he's dead, so what? So he probably died of natural causes. That's true enough. There's nothing unnatural about dying when you've been murdered. <coughs> Bullseye, hundred points more. Fellows has been murdered? How do you know that? Come on, come on, talk. Sure, Inspector. You see, I killed him. <coughs> Bullseye. <laughs>
Now back to Richard Calmer's Boston Blackie. Enemy to those who make him an enemy, friend to those who have no friends. How many more times do I have to tell you, Faraday? I killed the guy. You expect me to fall for a story like that? I'm beginning to see why I have to solve so many cases for you. You won't even believe a confession. All right, Blackie. What's the trick? Faraday, someday you'll be arrested for impersonating a police officer. It's no trick. I tell you, I killed Sam Bellows. Where's the body? Now you're getting smart, Inspector. In an old brownstone house at the corner of West Boulevard and 110th Street. All right. I'll go have a look. You mean we'll go have a look? I'll go have a look. You'll go get lost. You're wanting to go with me as some kind of a gag. And I'm not falling for it. My, how times have changed. You're usually trying to catch me for doing something I didn't do. This time I confess to a murder and you want to get rid of me. If you don't get out of here, Blanky, I'll arrest you for... I'll think of something. After you found Sam Bellow's body, Inspector, maybe a reason to arrest me will occur to you. Mary, that's probably Charlie Kingston. Let him in, would you? Oh, of course, Dr. Sure. Sidekick, Charlie. Oh, at a kennel or a stable? <laughs> look out, Blackie. Now he's going to jump all over you. Nice boy. Nice boy. Down. 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 You're going to have my right arm just as soon as I'm through. Down. 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 Oh, Charlie, what is that? A dog. If that's a dog, what's a horse? I'll admit he's a little large, Blackie, but he's harmless. Harmless? He tried to devour us before we were even introduced. <laughs> oh, no, 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 Mary. He was just making love to you. Happy's a very strange animal. Pays no attention to me or to anyone else he knows well. He only likes strangers. Well, introduce us to him quick before we're stampeded. Maybe I'd better put it in the kitchen. Good idea. Oh, close the hall door, will you, Blackie? Sure. Come on, come on, happy, nice boy, nice boy. Oh, wait a minute, Charlie. The kitchen door opens out. Will you pull it towards you? Okay. I hope you don't mind this happy place in here, Mary. Of course she doesn't, Charlie. She wants a new kitchen anyway. Go on in. Go on. <laughs> what kind of a dog is that, Charlie, besides big? We'll talk about happy later. I want to know if you saw Sam Bellows. His house is impossible to break into, and he wouldn't see me in any normal way, so I went to Inspector Faraday and told him I had killed Bellows. What? Blackie. Don't worry, he didn't believe me. He went to investigate, but he wouldn't take me with him, so that idea is wasted. Maybe he went too far. Um, can't we talk about something besides murder just before dinner? I'm sorry, Mary. Oh, well, this, uh, this is just before dinner, isn't it? Forgive the delay, Mary. You can have anything your heart desires at any restaurant you name. Oh, wonderful. What are we waiting for? Charlie, isn't a girl in love supposed to lose her appetite? Well, that's the way I always heard it. Mary, how you must hate me. Come on, come on, Alan. Haven't you cut through that door yet? Come on, let's hold you up. This is just an acetylene torch, Inspector Faraday, not a 20-millimeter tank gun. And this is a steel door. Yeah. Now I know why Blackie gave me that cock and bull story about killing this guy, Bellows. Why? There's probably no such guy as Bellows. We rang every bell we could find, nobody answered. And why did Blackie say he killed him? There's something in this house Blackie wants. And he figured he could steal it right under my nose once he got inside. What made him think you'd get him in? He knows I chipped my way barehanded through a brick wall to pin something on him. Maybe nobody answers the door and a corner of everybody inside is dead. Maybe Blackie wasn't lying. All right, that'll be enough out of you, Rollins. 
Get busy with that blowtorch. I want to... There she is, Inspector. Now we can walk in. Door hasn't been open for a while. Well, somebody lives here, all right. There's a light at the end of the hall. Spooky, John. Ah, you've been to too many movies. Hey, look, there's somebody. Hey, you! Didn't hear you. Hey, you! Guys, you were deaf or dead. I told you, you saw too many movies. Hey, you! Just keep walking down the hall. Well, he's not dead, anyhow. Maybe he's a zombie. You've been to the movies once or twice yourself, Mr. Come on, let's go after him. Hey, you! What's the matter? Can't you hear? Hey, wait a minute, you. Grab him, Rollins. I got him. What are you looking so startled for? We called you. Hey, Inspector, I was right. I did. I did you're right. Hey, you. Can't you talk? Look, look like this. I move my mouth. Talk. 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 Yes, I'm dumb, sir. I got it. Give me a pad and pencil. Sure. I'll write notes to this guy, and he can write back to me. Here. What if he can't write? Then I'll make him your boss. Get lost, will you, Rollins? Have a look around and see what's in the rest of the house. Sure. All right. You and I are going to have a little spelling bee. Can you write? Ah, oh, never mind. I'll just write out a question and see if you can write the answer. Does Sam Bellows live here? Let's take a look at this. Well, I hope a nod means yes. You'll have to write this answer, though. Who are you? Here, now you write. I am the maintenance man, but I know nothing. You want to see Frank Lewis, Mr. Bellows' financial advisor, or Larry Addington, his nephew. Okay, I can remember that. Don't look so pained. I'll pick the paper up off the floor before I leave. Hey, Inspector Faraday! What's the matter, Rollins? Come here, quick! Okay. I don't leave here, you. (laughs) As if you could hear me. What's up, Rollins? There's something that ought to be short of interest in, Inspector. Well, Blackie's confession was the truth, huh? Sam Bellis stood in his big red wheelchair with a knife in his chest. Sort of dead, too. Sure is. I've got Blackie sort of dead, too. Right. <laughs> well, thanks, Mary, for a wonderful evening. You're sure you don't mind if I leave Happy here in your apartment overnight? Oh, of course not, Charlie. He's a lovely dog. And he seems to like it there in my kitchen. Well, thanks. And thanks for the wonderful evening, too. And thank you for the wonderful dinner. And thank me for just tagging along, I suppose. Oh, now, I am not expecting anyone. Well, let's see who you are not expecting. Ah, alas, it is my secret lover. I confess all. Oh, come <laughs> in, come Yes? Hello, Miss Wesley. Inspector Faraday. Some secret lover. Like you here? Yes, yes, come in. He was just leaving. Well, the pleasant part of the evening is over. You're here, Inspector. What do you want? You, Blackie. Mary's got a priority. Thank you, sir. Uh, Faraday, this is Charlie King. How are you? How do I, Inspector? I think we met on the phone several weeks ago. Oh, that's right. So you did. I hope you enjoyed yourself this evening, Blackie. 
Because it's the last fun you're going to have for a long time. Why? Are you resigning from the force? I'm arresting you for murder, Blackie. Now, who did I kill? Sam Bellows. What? I... Blackie, you said you didn't see him. I didn't. Oh, no, of course not. And how'd you know he'd be found dead? Was he? He was. Come on, Blackie. I'm taking it down to headquarters. Faraday, don't be stupid. And put that gun I'll away. I'll put it away when you're tucked away. In jail. Come on. All right, Inspector, you win. But let me get my raincoat, will you, from the kitchen? Oh, no, you don't. But all I want to do Go is... Go into just... the kitchen and duck out the back way. But, huh? Inspector, I promise I'll you... I'll get the... your raincoat for you. Which is the kitchen door? Blackie, happy as you know. Yes, I'm happy about the whole thing, too. <laughs> uh, don't worry, Charlie. Oh, so everybody's happy, huh? That's fine. Now, which is the kitchen door? That one. Now, don't move, Blackie. I still have a gun on you. Yes, teacher. Take it down! Take it down! Take some of it! Get this horse away from me! Get this dog off me! Where's the trunk? So long, Faraday. I'm leaving. Get me out from under this face-licking pony! What? So you're going to arrest me for murder, huh? Nothing doing. I'm leaving, Faraday. But I've got an idea, though. Fight him. At least that's news. And now back to Boston Blackie. For a reason he chose to keep to himself, Charlie Kingston, Blackie's millionaire friend, asked Blackie to do anything in his power to see and talk to a man named Sam Bellows. Unable to break into Bellows' home, Blackie came to Inspector Faraday's with a story that he had killed Bellows in his home and should be taken to the scene of the crime. But Faraday suspected Blackie's confession was a trick and went to Bellows' home alone. There he found Bellows, murdered. Faraday then tried to arrest Blackie for murder, but Blackie, as usual, escaped. It is early the next morning. As we return to our story, Blackie and Charlie Kingston, dressed as policemen, are climbing the steps of Sam Bellows' house. Are you sure we'll get by the policeman at the top of the stairs? Look at your clothes. We're policemen, too, remember? Mm-hmm. Won't this police guard recognize you? Some with the visor in my cap pulled down. Good morning, boys. Inspector sent you to relieve us? Uh, the relief men are coming up in a few minutes. Uh, Faraday sent up a uh, special detail, okay? Sure, sure. Go on in. Come on, Charlie. I right. Hey, wait. I'll open the door first. Thanks. Eh... Uh, who else is here? Only Thompson. He's upstairs. Okay, thanks. Well, that wasn't hard, was it? No, but I'm not used to this sort of thing. You'll live longer if you don't try to get used to it, Charlie. Let's have a look around. What do you expect to find? Something that will lead us to Bella's murderer and take me off a spot. Well, let's hope we find it. Hey, Charlie, look at this crumpled paper on the floor. We'll be back after a quick break. Bloody FM presents Hometown Ghost Stories, a paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week, bringing you all the hauntings, from haunted houses to castles, bridges to asylums, wandering spirits to demons. Over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world. Tune in to Hometown Ghost Stories live on YouTube every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern or on any podcast platform and find out if your hometown is haunted. Yeah. Seems to be a note of some kind. Let's have a look at it. There seems to be two different kinds of handwriting on it. 
As, as if one person were asking questions and the other answering them. Faraday wrote the questions. I know that scrawl of his anywhere. Who wrote the answers? Someone who calls himself a maintenance man. He says he knows nothing but mentions a financial advisor named Frank Lewis and a nephew, Larry Addington. That's it. Faraday obviously met someone here in this house who could neither hear nor talk and had to write everything down. I suppose this information is useless, though. Not at all. A nephew and a financial advisor might be a perfect combination for a murder. I think I'll go up and see that advisor as soon as we're through here. Someone's coming in the front door. Probably the relief gun. Now, that special detail you sent's in the house now, Inspector Faraday. Uh oh Special detail? What are you talking about? Oh, this is fine. Come on, Charlie, out the back door. What if there isn't a back exit? Well, in that case, we'll get up speed, put our heads down, and make one. Yes? Frank Lewis? Yes. I'm Special Police Investigator John Jones. You were Sam Bellows' financial advisor, weren't you? Yes. I've had one visit from the police this morning, Inspector Faraday. I told him everything I could. Faraday sent me back to ask a few more questions, if you don't mind. Well, I mind because I'm busy, but I suppose there's nothing I can do. What else do you want to know? More about the will. I told Inspector Faraday everything I know. The night before last, Bellows changed his will. Formerly, the entire estate was to be left to Larry Addington, his nephew, with the exception of 5,000 to Ben Atkins, the deaf and dumb handyman in Bellows' home. Who did the new will benefit? Atkins again for $5,000, but instead of the remainder of the estate, about $100,000 being left to the nephew, Bellows chose to leave it to some charity, a dog and cat hospital. Any reason for doing this? Just so his nephew wouldn't get it. Cigarette? No, thanks. Don't mind if I smoke? Of course not. You say the will was changed the night before last, and Larry Addington, the nephew, was cut out. Did Addington know this? I don't see how it was possible Bellows and his nephew seldom spoke to each other. Then it's possible, isn't it, that Addington killed his uncle thinking he'd get his money? Possibly. He's in constant trouble living above his means. He needs money. Hey, you smoke more of a cigarette than I thought. Why do you say that? These cigarettes in this ashtray here. I doubt if they've been puffed more than two or three times. Oh, they were left there by a client of mine who was here just a few minutes ago. Nervous, huh? Very. Look what he does to paper matches, takes the ends and rips them up the middle. Anything else I can tell you about the Sam Bellows matter? Yes. Where can I get in touch with Larry Addington? Larry lives at the Baker house. Thanks. You think Larry might have killed his uncle, believing he was still mentioned in the will? Yes, I do. And I have an idea that you're a little leery of Larry yourself. <laughs> Still, Mr. Addington. Well, hurry up, will you, Martin? I'm trying to hurry, Mr. Addington, but I can't think the coat you don't stand still. I don't like to stand still. Oh, we're going to be interrupted again. Come in. Tom, I told you not Larry to... Larry Addington in here? I'm Larry Addington. Good. I'd like to talk to you. Yeah, some other time. I'm busy having a fitting. Did my man let you come in here? Please, Mr. Addington, stand still. Uh, where do you intend going in that tweet, Addington? To a racetrack? Uh, your opinion is uncalled for, and so is your presence. Yeah, Mr. Addington, how do you like the way the coat hangs now? Well, I guess so. Why all the new clothes, Addington? Anything wrong with a few new suits? Since my uncle was killed, I'm rich. Are you? Yes, yes. I uh, want to look the part of a man who's just come into a fortune. Well, look the part if you want to, Addington, but you haven't come into a dime. 
Wait till you read the paper. <laughs> Wait till you read the will. My uncle left his money to me. Uh, Mr. Martin. Yes? Don't just stand there. I don't have all day. Oh, I was interested in this man's remark about your uncle's will. What remark? Well, uh, forgive me, but he said... I said uh, Addington here was completely cut out of his uncle's will. What? That's not true. I saw my uncle's will last week. Well, you should have seen it last night or the night before last, just before he was killed. He changed it? He made a slight amendment, Addington. He cut me off? Without a cent. How do you know? I just talked with Frank Lewis. He was your uncle's financial advisor. Why would he tell you anything? Um, I have what you might call a slight interest in your uncle's murder. You aren't suggesting that If I... someone had suggested to you that your uncle was going to change his will... You might have killed him before he had had a chance to change it. I didn't know his will was going to be changed. That'll be hard to prove. Uh, well, just try to prove I killed him. You know something, pal? That's exactly what I'm going to do. Charlie, this is Blackie. Yes, Blackie. Mary said you were going to see Bellows, financial advisor, and the nephew, Addington. How have things worked out? All right so far. I just left the nephew. Is he a man? I don't know. He thought he was going to get his uncle's money, so he might have killed him. The person we've overlooked is the deaf and dumb handyman Faraday found in the Bellows' house when he discovered the body. How could he be involved? He was left $5,000 in every will Bellows wrote. He might have discovered that Bellows had cut the nephew off and... Killed his employer, thinking maybe suspicion would be all on the angry nephew. Well, I suppose a man of his means would kill for 5000 wouldn't he? Charlie, there have been murders for five cents. I think I'm going to get some more dope on that handyman. Uh, Blackie, you can get back into Bellow's house. Faraday will have his policeman checking everyone who comes within a block of the place. I know it. I've been ducking Faraday so much today, I'm getting stoop-shouldered. <laughs> Is Mary there? No, no, she isn't. I thought I could send her into Bellows house as a, oh, well, a, say, a newspaper reporter. He could get by Faraday's men with, with dark glasses and a new hairdo. I know where you can reach her. She just left here to take Happy down to the Mayfair Dog Hospital for a general checkup. Oh, thanks, Charlie. I'll go down there and meet her. Maybe I even belong with the dogs after the way Faraday's been hounding me. Something I can do for you, sir? Uh, yes. Is there a young lady here with a rather large dog? She brought him in for a checkup, I think. No, there isn't. This is the Mayfair Animal Hospital, isn't it? Yes, it is. Well, I guess I got here too soon. Mind if I wait? No, not at all. Um, is there a, a chair or a, a bench around Perhaps here? Perhaps you'd like to wait in my office. Oh, thanks. This way. Think that chair will be comfortable? Thank you. No, I think I've seen your picture in the paper. Strange what papers will do for news sometimes. Yes, you certainly look familiar. Uh, I'm Seth Peters. Cigarette? No, thanks. Mind if I smoke? None at all. Uh, there isn't by any chance another Mayfair Animal Hospital in town, is it? Not that I know of. Hmm. Mary and Happy must have been delayed on the way down here. Hmm? What'd you say? Uh, nothing. Nothing. Oh. Do you, um... Always do that? Huh? Uh, do what? Those, take those matches and tear them. <laughs> Nervous habit. I try to break it, but I can't. Oh, I see. Would oh, you mind pushing the ashtray over this way? Of course not. I'll put the cigarette out. 
How's your friend, Frank Lewis? Who? Frank Lewis, the financial advisor. I don't know what it is, Frank Lewis. Why do you ask? That cigarette of yours makes me ask. A cigarette? Nothing wrong with it? Why, no. You put it out rather suddenly. Oh, I never take more than three or four drags. And you don't know Frank Lewis? Oh. Does he have the same habit? No, but you're lying when you say you don't know him. He has a client who does the same thing with matches and cigarettes. You. Oh, no. Here. Lewis said Sam Bellows left his money to a dog and cat hospital. I think if I looked at Bellows' will, I'd find that it was, uh, this place of yours. I don't know about that. You said you didn't know Frank Lewis, yet you were up in his office this morning. It's not true. The ashtray in his desk was filled with torn matches and cigarettes barely smoked. You own this place? Yes, I do. That doesn't mean a thing. It means plenty. It means you killed Bellows for his money and then went to Lewis to collect. The fact that he denied you'd been there makes him part of the scheme. Just because I own this place, you think I killed Bellows, huh? It'd be worth your while. Well, I don't own this place. I merely front for the man who does. All right, who's the real owner? Frank Lewis, he's the man you want. Didn't even know Bellows was dead until Lewis called me to his office this morning. Come on, Peters. You're going down to police headquarters. But I tell you, I didn't kill anyone. Lewis did. He forced Bellows to change his will night before last, then killed him. Set that story to music, Peters, because when we get to police headquarters, you're going to sing. Well, I guess that's about all there is to tell, Mary. When Peters got through talking, Faraday had Lewis in jail. That clears up everything, Blackie, except why you wanted to get in to see Bellows in the first place. Because Charlie here asked me to. Oh. I didn't know it was going to get you into such trouble, Blackie. Oh, I don't mind trouble, Charlie. But I do like to know why I'm getting into it. You never did tell me why you wanted me to see Bellows. Well, Bellows was an engineer in one of my plants a few years ago. He disappeared with some important blueprints. For business reasons, I had to find Bellows and recover the prints quietly. I thought it was the best to come to you. Well, we certainly had a quiet time of it, didn't we? <laughs> hey, let's not forget that Charlie's dog helped solve this case. Yes, I suppose Happy did have a share in this, didn't he? Sure, I think Inspector Faraday should give Happy a medal. Or make him a member of the force. Oh, Blackie, don't be silly. How could Happy be a police dog? He doesn't even begin to look like one. Secret service. Ooh, yikes. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this latest Uncle Eric Presents episode. Stay tuned for the next exciting episode. Please check back often and make sure to subscribe to my podcast so you won't miss the new exciting episodes. In the meantime, scroll up or down to find other exciting episodes to listen to. Don't forget to visit UncleEric.com to see and listen to all the program categories and episodes. There are also hundreds of the old classic crime and detective television show episodes you can watch as well. They're a hoot to watch. That's UncleEric.com. If you like this episode, please consider buying Uncle Eric a cup of coffee at the support link below. Thanks a million. Thanks for stopping by. Bye-bye for now.